and Deborah Morgan, CEO and President of Palm Beach Harvest, Inc. This, this, is, this is Diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I have Miss Deborah Morgan of Palm Beach Harvest, Inc., and she is going to give us the game. She's going to tell us how she has done what many politicians, I won't call your names because you guys know, I I actually love to do that, but I'm not going to call your names in hopes that we can do something similar around the whole nation, if not the world. She is feeding people, and I found one of her volunteers, Nina who connected me to Jessica. Thank you, ladies, who connected me to Miss Deborah. And she was getting food, Nina, from Chick-fil-A. And they're going to give it to people, not resell it, but give it. So we're going to give the game because, folks, here in America, we waste way too much food. Miss Deborah, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Oh, great, great. I'm glad that this um, happened the way it did. So it's it's meant to be um, with all of our busy schedules. So thank you so much for giving me an opportunity. Oh, yeah, man. God God has perfect timing. And this has been something I'm telling you from state to state, Massachusetts to California to Seattle. I just want to know, like, talk about your organization. How did you start? Then we can later on get into the restaurants and how you partnered with them. Right, right. Well, I think one of the first things that you need to know is that there is a law called the Bill Emerson Law. And if you look up the Bill Emerson law, it was um, reintroduced in 1986 by Bill Clinton, our president, Bill Clinton. And what it does, it protects anyone from being sued civilly by um, the transport of food, the intrastate transport, as well as interstate transport of food. You know, no one could be sued civilly if someone becomes ill from this food. So uh, everybody needs to look up the Bill Emerson law. Um, It is posted, I believe on my website or how to get to the Bill Emerson law. So that's one of the most important things. So that right way, you know, it knocks out the stigma of that, you know, people cannot uh, donate food. So that stops that right there. And um, so Palm Beach Harvest in January will be 25 years old. We've never been sued yet. We've never had anybody become ill um, over any of the food that we rescue. And Palm Beach Harvest, uh, we started out as a, a group of people sitting in church pews talking about hunger in Palm Beach County in 1998. So um, I was interested when I heard that there were some statistics of hunger in Palm Beach County, which kind of surprised me. But in any event, we decided to go out in the community, reach out and see what people were eating on a daily basis. So on a very uh, short tell, this is the tell that started it all with me, is that I interviewed a little boy at Hagen Ranch Elementary School, and I simply was asking him what foods he were eating. What is he having for breakfast, lunch, dinner? And I got to the question for breakfast, and I said, okay, so what did you have for breakfast today? And he looked at me, and he didn't answer, but he looked at me, and then he goes, well, I didn't eat breakfast today. And I said, oh, okay. And, you know, I'm uh, just going on with, you know, uh, focusing on getting the answers to the question. I said, well, how come you didn't eat breakfast today? And again, he he was just very quiet, um, had a very um, serious look on his face. And then um, he all of a sudden said, 
it wasn't my turn to eat today. Wow. Wow. Can you, I mean, that, that story is, it's sad, but it's um, too common throughout the country, even in places where the average income is 80,000, people are still hungry because, you know, life is getting more and more expensive. I want to talk about real quick the Bill Emerson law, because there's going to be somebody out there who says, I saw on Inside Edition or Current Affair or whatever news thing, someone getting arrested for feeding the homeless. And those things make the news more than Palm Beach Harvest actually having a successful program for over 20 years. Um, can you can you talk at all about are there any loopholes where someone could get in trouble or that you've seen where you've had to clarify maybe to an authority? Actually, the Bill Emerson law allows us to do this because politicians, restaurants are scared of getting in trouble. One wants to get reelected. The second one, you know, doesn't want to be sued. And is there any instance that you've seen somebody you know, get fined or sued for giving away food. I've never seen that for um, feeding or giving away food. However, um, we all know not too long ago in Broward County where they were trying to distribute food and they were um, asked to leave the food distribution site because they did not want them, you know, feeding people on the streets. So there's your loophole right there. It's going to be someone that says that they cannot feed these people at that time here in this location. So you got to move your location. Um, so it's not about the food. It's, it's about them. I guess you would call it a loophole, but you know, it's not letting them congregate in certain areas to feed the people. Okay. Okay. Just want to throw that out there. Now you say this started in the church pews, you know, just everything starts from an idea. Did it then, was it funded by the church or was it funded by private donors? Are, are there, you know, are you taking contributions now from people that, that, to help, you know, keep things going and, and flowing with food? Right. First of all, I'm going to say that Palm Beach Harvest is not a faith-based organization. We're a 501c3, um, you know, corporation, and we are a not-for-profit corporation. So there's where that was kind of the uh, boiling room of getting the organization started. So um, back in 1998, there were some other um, national organizations called um, USA Harvest, and so we contacted that um, um, nonprofit owner and. Um, asked him for information. So basically what we started doing is we started like no volunteers, no scratch. We had kind of a template that we were now going to start to call on um, big box stores, grocery stores, restaurants, and things like that. So we incorporated, we divided ourselves up on a small working board. And um, budget-wise, when we started in 1998, we, very, very minuscule amounts of money. But, you know, we do do fundraising and things like that. But basically starting out, we came up with the idea of that in restaurants, they have to um, rotate that food every two hours. And so we were we found out that there was a lot of food just being dumped and thrown away because um, they would rotate it, but then they weren't aware that they could save it. So we went on kind of a rescue mission, knowing with the Bell Emerson Law and moving forward to educate 
these people. So um, early on, we moved up from smaller stores up to larger stores like Publix, because Publix, um, we went to them and we gave them the idea, you know, how much money can you save in dumping fees? And what if you get a tax deduction for donating your food as a tax write-off? And they love the idea. So we started collecting anything and everything you can think of in Publix. We'd have like an SUV. And so what we did was, is we took it by zip code. We divided up Palm Beach Harvest into nine zip codes. So our food donor, our volunteer transporter, which we have an army, that's Nina. You saw Nina does it out of the kindness of her heart, using her own gas, you know, and just wanting to do the right thing to help feed people and not throw away food. And so then, um, well, let's use Chick-fil-A, for example. Um, I have any Chick-fil-A that's in Palm Beach County rescues their food to us and we're very happy to have them and so nina will go in she'll set a time that she goes in we pick up there monday wednesday friday she'll pick it up and then she'll take it to a social service agency that's within 10 minutes of the food distribution site so that food goes from point a to point b without stopping and air conditioning and we also put them in refrigerated bags so that there's no um it's just like if you went to the grocery store and you bought groceries and went home and put them in your cupboard in your refrigerator it's the same thing and um so that's that's how that works so so that's what we started doing but we started doing it on a larger scale today we have over 200 food donors and those donors are in Martin, Palm Beach, Broward, and Dade County. We have 102 social service agencies that we transport this rescued food from point A to point B to their doorstep without, you know, without stopping. So we're helping these other nonprofit agencies that have pantries, food pantries, soup kitchens. So I'm just talking about our this this perishable food, and there's a lot of it. I would rec- I would guess that we probably do just in Palm Beach County alone. Close to, like, I think I told you about 300,000 pounds a week, a week here. That, and that that's awesome. And, and congratulations if, you, you know, no one's giving you the flowers, if CNN and the Nobel Peace Prize and all that hasn't come. This is somebody who should be, you know, highlighted. But I, I want this to be a teachable moment because, like I said, I have been denied in other states and told by folks, you know, in power positions, it won't happen because then companies will just, you know, if that happens, companies will just make more food and it will throw things off. If the mass is caught on that food deduction, that tax deduction, Mm -hmm. if a company wants to get involved, do they need to go to their CPA and say, how do I do this? Or do you guys have a form that they can then hand their CPA after food is donated? And then it's much easier for, you know, all parties. Right. Okay. So we're affiliated now um, because we're so large with a group called the Food Donation Connection, and they're in Knoxville, Tennessee. So most of our donors are, um, let's say, Whole Foods, Chick Fil A, uh, the the uh, a lot of these fast food restaurants like KFC, Olive Garden. They're all with connected to the Food Donation Connection, and why? Because everything's on computer. So. Um, Things that aren't on computer that I don't have computerized for the reports that show the poundage and, and everything recorded um, from the donor level over to me as a recipient level. Then I have a Palm Beach Harvest weight log. And this weight log, we've used it for 25 years. And I'm glad you had me come on because we you don't need to spend lots of money. We don't have a building. We don't warehouse food. We we get it, we take it, and we give it to the recipient. So, But I'll get back to the, the other question is that if, if it were me, 
Okay. Um, I would simply start with the donor and show people that we're doing it here in Florida. There's Whole Foods throughout the United States and they want to donate food. So I, I don't think any politician can stop anybody from doing anything. They haven't done it here in Florida. And I don't know why they would try to do something like that. You know, you're fully, you have, we have $2 million liability in, uh, insurance. Um, we're very simple. We, like I said, we don't have a big building overhead. We are, that's what people love Palm Beach Harvest because our operating budget sometimes is as low as $145,000 a year. We don't buy fancy new refrigerated trucks. We have, you know, modest used vehicles. And um, a lot of this food that the transporters can't transport for us, you know, we have to use larger trucks. And so I get trucks that you don't require a CDL licensed driver. So there's a lot of ways to save money. But again, at the same time, you know, build your organization. There are a lot of grants that support uh, funding used for transportation, for fuel. Um, there are grants that you can get from foundations um, for administration things, you know, so and then and then there's always that fundraising part of it, too. So it's not rocket science. But it's just starting small and working, working up, working up, you know, into things. We we find that there are other food banks around, like Feeding South Florida, which is Feeding America. There's Farm Share. Um, you have your your county food banks. They do a, a great, marvelous job, but they don't do what we do, which is that we take the food from point A to point B. We deliver it free of charge, and that was on our mission statement when we started in 1998. What's different now is that you know not only are we doing this perishable, non-perishable food. I mean, perishable food, the restaurant part food, we, we move bulk food um, during the pandemic with the USDA farm to family food boxes. We move 15 million pounds of those boxes all over the state of Florida. So, you know, there's there's kind of two sides, diverse of everything that goes on. We grow community gardens. We're actually growing gardens in people's backyards in unincorporated areas of Palm Beach County. So it teaches sustainability. It teaches family and interaction of how a family can go out and grow their own produce. And um, so we're diversified in a lot of ways where we're not under these big corporate umbrellas like Feeding America and things like that, that are so large, they can't um, cap capture the small, I, call, I would call it the larger, but smaller food and things that I can do and diversify in Palm Beach Harvest. So starting small, you guys, and taking it step by step, you just can't <laughs> jump into, you know, trying to cover <laughs> every region, every area. Can you talk about some of the families who are being impacted by this food? Because a lot of times people think, oh, you're going to be giving food just to the homeless, not understanding there's hungry students. You had mentioned there's hungry college students, you know, mm -hmm. who are doing all type of things, sneaking into the cafeteria just so they can eat and they might not have a meal plan. Who, who is this food going to? Well, who it is, it's all of us. And, you know, even, it, you know, people that are my volunteers, some of them, you know, uh, people that we know collectively, everybody's got a need right now because of inflation and just, you know, the trying times and going through this pandemic. So um, everyone's a candidate that needs help. And um, we've gone to a kind of a guerrilla marketing project where we're actually taking refrigerators 
and um, we have them placed where um, we pack it full of food. Now, a lot of the, the fruits and vegetables that we get are just absolutely cost prohibitive from somebody to go buy. So when we rescue from our donors, we pack these refrigerators with prepared meals, sandwiches, uh, drinks, yogurt, eggs, cheese, uh, fruits and vegetables, which are enormous to, to for somebody to buy and they can't afford it. So then you could just go to the refrigerator and get what you want and take it out. <laughs> and so we just started doing that. And also too, I'm, uh, so you know, we're also working with the county with Palm Tran because they have all these vans that go out and take people and pick them up for doctor's appointments. So we're working on a project with um, Palm Tran and Palm Beach County that we're going to pack in um, insulated, you know, bags that we're going to pack food for these people who are shut in and can't get to food distributions, college students that need it, go drop it off at the door. We're going to put it in the prom tran vans. And then we're going to, they're going to drive them to the destination and sit them, you know, at their door and um, boom. So there's selves another transportation system in a way to get food out to people. Well, Palm Tran, they have a lot of vans and they transport people around throughout Palm Beach County. So we're partnering with them um, to pack uh, cooler packs full of food. And then the Palm Tran will put that cooler pack on their van and deliver to our clients. So that's another way we're partnering with the county. It's free of charge to help everybody. And where we're limited sometimes on uh, where we can, you know, connect with the volunteer and transporter, Palm Trans stepping in. So that's another, you know, little, um, you know, idea to to also put into a program like this because use use existing facilities and existing uh, ideas. That, and we're 25 years old. And so, you know, we just thought of this idea. Because <laughs> I, I happen to see a van go by. That's what I do. I look for vans and trucks. I saw a van. I said, that's perfect. So I went over to Palm Tran and I said, what do you think about this idea? And they loved it. When you started this and, you know, starting it from scratch, did you, you know, some people will say, I, I want to start something like that, but I'm, I'm so busy trying to just even keep food on my own table. When you start something like this, there was no big venture capital or angel investor. Um, did you have emotional support outside of the few people who are on the pews with you? Because, you know, a lot of folks also say, I never could start that because my husband, my wife, my kids, nobody supported me. Um, I just want to give something for that person who thinks that you need to have it all together and all figured out when you start. No, you start small. And, and basically, you know, um, as you grow, you get one store and just start with one store and find out where, you know, yeah. where you can conveniently do this because there's somebody that's going to be right by you or near you. And then there, again, too, incorporating is really important because you want to be able to be, um, you know, a corporation so that, you know, you can benefit from being a nonprofit. And so just take baby steps. There are workshops and things that you can go go to small business administration and learn about them. Um, just I think that you do baby steps and you start out small, but make sure you're protected. It doesn't cost a lot to incorporate and then go find out what other feeding uh, partners are doing. And for me, for example, you know, come out and join our efforts for a while and see what we do. But um, I have to tell you something. We have not changed our weight log in 25 years. Keep it simple and just keep, if it works, just keep doing it. 
It's uh, where we don't spend, like I said, a lot of money on marketing and advertising. That's why people don't really know who we are. And they're going to go like, golly, you do all this. You should, you know, wow, we, you know, you should, but it costs a lot of money to market. It costs a lot of money to, um, you know, we, we solely put our money into moving this food and making sure it gets from point A to point B so that people can, you know, um, you know, eat, you know, there are people all around when we got, we also um, help people with furniture, clothing. We got a call one day about a, a family that lived up in, um, in West Palm beach. So we went there and brought them food. But when we got there, I was just flabbergasted because there was no furniture in there. They didn't even have a stove. They cooked with a toaster oven and had a little small refrigerator. And, and, and there are all these people in this duplex and it broke my heart. You know, uh, they, they couldn't even sit down at a table and eat, let alone have the food to eat. And that's how drastic things are. And so it's easy to start something like that. But again, you start small and you work up. And, um, you know, we've, like I said, we've got a lot of donors in Palm Beach County. I would recommend if somebody's in Palm Beach or Broward or maybe Martin County and they want to come alongside and just volunteer for a bit and see how things are, I can explain. I'm always willing to, to come by and, and help somebody do something. They may have ideas that I don't even know about. So it's all working together. I, I love it. I love it. And you've mentioned through this whole entire interview, the next question It's my signature question. I should have led with it, but um, maybe there's something you haven't told us and you can add on. But I ask everybody, what is your community give back? And yours is so great. I find it to be so cool because I've seen that too, people being so hungry. And when you go in their homes, you know, especially if you're working for the government, and you're investigating someone's home and the safety. And it's like, they don't have which the basics. And sometimes things that bother me, they have more than the basics because they'll have a bigger TV than I've ever had in my house, <laughs> but they don't have food to feed. And you're like, what's going on? Like how and why, but it's just priorities. But tell the people, uh, maybe there's another community give back or something that you even want to do in the future in expansion. Um, please give the game on that. Well, one thing that we've done is we diversified our name slightly to Florida Food Banks. That's because we're trucking a lot of bulk food so that we're not only in Palm Beach County, but that we're helping throughout the state of Florida. So this this rescue food that we have, um, I'll t you just asked me a great question because now, okay, this is great. All right. So um, I'm involved with a couple of artists. And um, so my idea okay, is to have an art gallery, to open an art gallery, to um, sell this art. Um, the collection was donated to Palm Beach Harvest. And, but we have like onboard artists that will come in and create art pieces and also teach painting. And then we can feed people when they come in too or give them food to go home. And then we can have, we can diversify a little bit. And if somebody is suffering or they're, they're hungry or you know, they don't, we keep them occupied and teach them a talent, give them something to um, do with their artistic ability, emotional ability from the inside out to be able to release some stress and anxiety. And then um, uh, there's also some behavior therapy that can go on with young children um, that they don't even know that's happening with them that could help them with stress and panic attacks and depression and things like that. 
Um, one of the other nonprofits that I also work with is called Sincere 2000. Um, they lost their son to suicide when he was 17 years old. His name is Sincere. And um, so, you know, with, with working with them too, we see another side of not only is there food, but there's also the emotional stigma that goes along and, and the disabilities that go along um, that compound the fact that you can't eat, but you have all these other things happening too. So we're, we are looking for space. We have art. I've got a wonderful collaborators of two artists that, um, you know, they, they have pieces that they want to, um, you know, have available, but I think it would be so good for adults and children to be able to come to a place where they know they're going to be able to take food home with them, that they can express themselves through art, that they can get some, um, I wouldn't call it so much to label it as mental health help, but to get some um, support systems into place that will help them um, when they have to go back to that home that doesn't have the things that they should have in them. So thanks for asking me that question. That's fabulous. Oh, you are so awesome. And off air, I tell people that's where the best conversations happen. But I'm going to ask you how um, we can help if it's finding a location uh, making some calls because I'm a nosy guy as, as how we've connected. I just ask questions. People can tell me, Hey, shoot, I don't feel like talking. That's okay. You know, you can tell me, Tira la puerta. I'll leave. But I, you know, and for the people who will answer questions and have a conversation, um, in the real verse, not the metaverse, but the real verse, um, I, I just, I love it. And I want people to go to your website, which if you're listening on iTunes, iHeart, Radio, Spotify, our latest partner in Freetown, Sierra Leone, even, I want you to share this with somebody. Or for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you know, get those YouTube numbers up. I like being a 2% podcast, working on 1%, being on the top 1%, but I'd also like to move up in the YouTube numbers. Can you tell the people the best way to contact you if they want to get involved, if there are any needs right now, fundraising that you need to hit a goal for this quarter, please um, feel free. Okay, great. Well, the best way to go is go to our website, which is palmbeachharvest.org. And then there you'll see the tabs at the top that'll tell you who we are, what we're about, places to volunteer. Now on Saturday, May the 14th, um, from 3 to 7.30 p.m., we're um, collecting food from the postal carriers. We hope to get, I have two locations, and it should yield about 65,000 pounds of non-perishable food. Now, this is really important because I need 30 volunteers at the military trail address, and I need 30 volunteers at the Palm Beach Gardens post office address. And what we're going to be doing is when the, the postal carrier trucks come in that day from their routes, I'll have all this food that they picked up in their trucks, and then we have to take it and sort it, and then we're going to load trucks our trucks uh, that are going to take the food right directly to some nonprofits um, in Palm Beach County that will go right on their shelves. So there'll be a lot of food. Like I said, we think that we're going to get about 45,000 pounds of food from the gardens because it's a large facility. And about last, the last time we did it two years ago, we got 34,000 pounds from the post office um, at Summit, Summit in uh, Military. So I'm really low on volunteers right now. Um, at those two sites too, we need uh, forklifts and pallet jacks into, I need to rent one for each location because we don't have our own and um, that's costly, but we're looking for maybe a place that could donate them to us and um, 
or, you know, help us with the cost for two forklifts. Um, they come with pallet jacks, by the way, <laughs> and, and have those on site. So it's going to be a lot of fun. People will be able to eat there. We'll feed you, keep you, keep you hydrated. It's a fast pace moving thing, but it's so, you know, this food is coming in and it's going to go right back out and go right on the shelves of these pantries. So we're going to push in, and like I said, about 65,000 pounds of food into these nonprofits, you know, across Palm Beach County. So that's what we need. Uh, Funding wise, you know, you can always donate um, out of the kindness of your heart. It's tax deductible. Now, this is really important for nonprofits because our admin fees stay under 10% which means that everything that we comes in, it doesn't go into a cost of electricity for a building. We have a office at the Lakeside Presbyterian Church in West Palm Beach, and they underwrite, they've given us an office. We can park our trucks there. Um, and we have a 26 foot truck. It's a six, couple 16 foot trucks, 14 foot trucks, but they let us park there in their back parking lot. And so they don't charge us for internet um, for the facility. They've been doing this for seven years for us. So um, we're grateful that we can defray that cost into moving it directly into food that's going to feed people. If we, I don't have money to take a salary, I don't take a salary. You know, um, we're very, very working board, low key. Um, I have a two employees that work um, there, you know, per trip that they pick up you know, the bulk food and and deliver it. Otherwise than that, we're mostly an all volunteer organization. So funding is critical, but please believe me that more than I I would say about 93 cents on a dollar goes directly into feeding people. And that is awesome. And you guys, if wherever you are, you can support. Um, I wouldn't tell you to do something that I'm not willing to do. And and this is it's critical because if you have food right now in these times, maybe you have, you know, your two freezers, they're full and you you, you don't care what you're going to eat because you just know something is in the refrigerator, something is in the oven. Um, there's so many people and they might again, they might make good amount of money, but things are hard and they've been hard for for people. So I want you guys to contribute. I want you to share this game. If nothing else, this is the type of game for real that changes people's lives. It impacts people's lives. It's more important than whatever you're going to watch tonight on television. People are hungry. And we definitely, I can say, because I'm 200 pounds, we have enough food (laughs) in America to feed other people. So you guys share the game. I thank you, Miss Deborah, for coming on. Thank you. You know, I just want to say one more thing too, is because it's the diet of the people, you know, that, that eating sugary you know, things, not having nutritious produce and nutritious food to eat, you know, causes obesity in children and adults. And, you know, it's pretty rampant so that you see somebody that, you know, may not be eating the, the type of nutrition, new things that they get. We're so lucky that, you know, we're able to be able to rescue this beautiful produce and, and protein and things like that and be able to, uh, you know, uh, 
to take it and uh, divide it up to people that, you know, normally they can't afford it and they wouldn't be able to get it. And that's why, you know, there's an obesity issue that goes along with all this. And we get plenty of bread and sweets and all that sort of thing. But the most important thing is we get beautiful produce and vegetables too, you know, that help maintain and sustain. I thought of another idea real quick. I know that I can go on, but you asked me about ideas. You know, uh, we have a bagel company that, um, so the person that works at the bagel company on Sunday nights, um, when she, Saturday nights, when she gets off of work, she brings us huge bags of these bagels that they're going to throw out. So we have um, receptacles outside, but they're well insulated. And so they just drop off these bagels at about 530 in the morning so that I, we don't even see this stuff coming in. And um, so then when my trucks, you know, start Monday morning, we start at like 6 a.m. And um, they just go and get the, the bagels out of the bagel receptor. And, and boom, off they get, the bagels go. This this is another idea that does cost you $9 for the, the container to put them in. And there's so many avenues, like the guerrilla marketing with the refrigerators, different concepts and things. And if I can think of these things, then I know somebody out there has a lot more ideas like this. And they work, you know. And so I think that's, if I've covered all the bases, you know, it's not rocket science is what we're doing. But we do think out of the box. I love it. I love it. I tell people all the time, nothing that we do over here is rocket science. There may be a science to it, but it's really just teamwork, working with similar like-minded people. You guys share this game. I'm going to take it offline so I can have that other conversation I want to have. You guys be blessed. Are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversified Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings or 54,250 West African CFA? Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kelly Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at diversifiedgame.com. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifygame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.